Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, we're live and I'm late. Uh, I'm looking at there. Okay, that's the camera. You <sighs> thought I know where the camera is by now. I can't hear much actually because I've, uh, I've, I'm late because we've been out doing the uh, trick or treating and it took ages. So I thought I'd be here on time, but um, I'm not. I am. Uh, very late so sorry about that sorry about all my loyal fans who are standing by at seven o'clock but you're probably out trick-or-treating yourselves um so uh we've got some questions tonight oh it's weird because i can't hear myself because i've <laughs> got my helmet on um early quite right we've got a few questions here i've got them on the uh on my uh other screen two screen system here um got a few questions um regarding the settling early post-optive uh breast implants so uh these questions relate to it is happy halloween dawn look at that you'll see your comment i've got a live comment dawn happy halloween i hope I, you've got had some successful trick-or-treating we have got a ridiculous amount of sweets in the house now which i don't know what we're going to do with um well I do know what we're going to do with, um, well, I'm them, they're, they're going to do it. I'm not going to have nothing to do with it because I'm, uh, I don't get a body like this by eating sweets. That's for sure. Uh, Amy, happy Halloween. My eyebrows are wonky. That can easily be sorted. There you go. How's that? Is that better? Um, so the questions, right. So, um, with uh, so this is relating to two weeks post uh breast augmentation with over subfascial do they still drop as i am still very high and quite pointy well bottom line first thing to say is anything that is happening at two weeks post surgery doesn't matter what surgery it is to be quite frank um uh well i will say don't worry about it i guess not anything Actually, I retract that statement um, because there are some things you'd worry about. So significant swelling and redness and infection you would worry about. So I wouldn't say don't worry about anything at two weeks post-op. But uh, if you're worried about some cosmetic issues, as, as, as these questions are, don't worry about cosmetic issues at two weeks post-op because everything settles. And what I normally say to people is uh, not to worry about it because things settle and things change. I, know, I can't guarantee that things will change and be fine. Um, but I can guarantee that things will be changing, that this isn't your final result. So that's the main thing to say that don't worry about it. They usually change and are fine, but they might not be fine. And we might not need to do something. We might need to do something, but we wouldn't know yet. We have to leave it to at least three months, at least three, three months when things really start to settle. So that's the, the that's the, the uh, disclaimer, or whatever the rider to, to, to uh, preface all this. Um, and I'm going to like that comment if I can. No, I can't. Thanks, Shirley. I, oh, God. Block. <laughs> block shirt. I don't want to block you. No. Right. Okay. Oops. 
Right. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, look, have I got my... Can I actually have... So um, that's the disclaimer to this uh, to these questions. But anyway, I'm going to specifically answer the questions now. Number one question. Will over... Uh, oh, look at that. Is that, oh, is that just for Halloween? Have I got that back? Will over... Um, Self-fascial, do they still drop? So I'm still very high and quite pointy. Yes, they do. In fact, more so. Uh, one of the problems with having uh, implants under the muscles is, is that they can stay high. Um, so the fact that they're on top of the muscle in the subfascial plane means they're much less likely to stay high. Uh, personally, the only problems, I think I'm uh, right in saying this, the only problems I've ever had with implants uh, being too high are with implants under the muscle. That doesn't mean all implants under the, mus under the muscle are high, but it is a risk with putting the implants under the muscle, which is much less likely with the fact that they're over the top of the muscle. So I'd be, don't worry if they're still quite pointy and high. Um, and the fact that they're subfascial on top of the muscle is a good thing. Um, and uh, they, and at two weeks, as I say, they will settle. They're always a bit pointy and uh, and high, I suppose, um, in the early postoperative period. And the other um, question specifically is: Are you seeing this thing going round in the middle, or is that just me? Anyway, um, the other thing specifically is: um, I also have a shadow of my old crease on my left breast. Will that iron out when they drop and soften? I hope so. Um, it's often the way, and I think we spoke about this before, didn't we, about dropping creases and things, uh, and sometimes you do have a hint of where the old crease was, and that's one of the problems, and uh, that can lead into um, uh, issues, um, and the uh, uh, what you hope is that the implant will stretch out the lower pole and will uh, stretch that out so you can't see that uh, original crease but sometimes, certainly in the early stages, you can see uh, an idea of where the original crease was. Uh, but again, I would hope that that would settle over time um, and be absolutely fine. Um, so again, I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, with me having the polyurethane, do they still drop and soften like normal silicone? Or has the capsule already started to form around the foam of the implant so they won't settle and drop that much from what they are like now? With me having polyurethane, do they still drop and soften, or has the capsule already formed? So they won't settle and drop that much from now. Good. They, that is actually an important question. And uh, sorry, got an itch. That is actually an important question, and something that I make, I, I um, try and point out preoperatively, because a lot of people will. Re I'm hoping that the microphone is not picking up what I'm hearing. Um, um, a lot of people um, worry about polyurethane because they hear that polyurethane don't move. And, um, and that means that they worry when they have it done because they often feel like high and pointy, like you say, and they think, oh, I've heard that the polyurethane don't move. Please ignore the... The uh, I don't think anyone's being harmed next door. It's okay. Um, all right. Oh, oh God, what is that? What is? Oh God, what on this earth is that? Sorry, I think I did. God, that was horrible. Sorry. Oh God, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I haven't had any sweets. I haven't had any sweets. I'm sorry. Dear, oh dear. 
That really wasn't very nice at all. I thought that was going to be one of those funny masks. In fact, I'm going to take this mask off. Oh, that's too... Um, right there. Freestyle. There you go. It's me! It was me all along. Um, well, that's better. I can hear better now. So, um, she's probably worth that I can hear better because what's going on next door? I might put it back on again. So, um, the good question, that one, about this, the dropping and things with polyurethane. So, a lot of people think that polyurethane, well, they say that polyurethane don't move, and that is definitely a good thing about polyurethane implants. They don't move. But then when they have the surgery and they're quite high and pointy, they think, oh, my goodness me, they're not going to move. They're going to stay high and pointy. So, what I normally say is that silicone implants drop, polyurethane implants settle. So polyurethane implants starts a bit swollen and pointy and the shape's not quite right and a bit full in the upper pole and then they settle. So they don't drop in the same way that poly, uh, the silicone implants drop. Um, so the actual position of the implant, and if you look at the position of your inframammary fold, I'm hoping that's going to be in a good position, uh, but it's just the shape in the lower pole isn't quite full enough. That's normally what happens and that shape needs to round off. So polyurethane implants don't actually drop in in that they don't sort of stay high and drop but the shape does settle and the fullness in the upper pole does settle so it's a similar sort of thing to what happens with silicone implants but it's just a bit more subtle with um, polyurethane implants so yeah they do and it's not to do with the fact that the capsules started to form around the capsule um, is, is not it's not the issue really it's just that the there isn't isn't really a cap, capsule at the moment, but there is. Uh, the, but the, the tissues will be sort of been growing into the implant. But um, the the thing, oh, the um, um, oh, um, so yeah, so they will settle. I wouldn't say they'll drop, but they will settle and change from how they are now. And uh, and if you're worried. I can show you photos of people who've settled in quite significantly in, in the time uh, from two weeks to, to three, three, four months. So, yeah, that's a really good question and something that I try and make a point about the pre-op, that they do settle in, even though polyurethane implants don't move. They do settle uh, because the tissues around them are swollen. Um, and... Um, yeah, there's another. So then the next one is my right breast also appears bigger, but I presume they even out over time. I hope so again. Um, that one is always bigger than the other. One breast is always bigger than the other. Every single person that I see, one breast is bigger than the other. And sometimes you've got to think, am I going to put different size implants in? And usually you don't put different size implants in, but you have to say, look, that's still going to be a bit bigger than the other. But what happens is people don't realize one's bigger than the other preoperatively. So that's number one, point one. Preoptively, one side was probably bigger than the other, so it might there, there might always be one side bigger than the other, but it's usually not that significant. But what happens postoptively, because you're really looking and analysing things, you notice it a lot more postoptively than you did preoptively, which is why I always try and point it out to people preoptively. I'm not trying to give you a complex, but I'm just trying to point it out to you preoptively because I don't want to get blamed for it postoptively. Having said that. Uh, two weeks again really early days and things will continue to settle significantly and there'll be quite a lot of swelling and it may well be that there'll be more swelling in one side than the other for whatever reason you often get more swelling in one side than the other and people say look my nipples up here and my bits all out here and this one's fine but this one's really uncomfortable or whatever so you do often get asymmetrical settling so it may well be that one's more so, uh, swollen than the other uh, 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 and or one might have been bigger preoptively but uh, as i say at two weeks i won't worry too much about that as long as one's not <laughs> you know, twice the size of the other, in which case, obviously, that's something to worry about, but that's usually not very subtle, and I don't, you know, I think it would be more than this, but, um, 
yeah, often one's a little bit bigger than the other and, and, and things do take time for them to settle down. So all those things, totally not worried about any of those things and they will all continue to settle. And I'm sure everything will be absolutely perfect and absolutely fine. Uh, but let's see where we are at, um, you know, three, three, three to six months to get an idea really of how things are going. And it can take even longer than especially polyurethane implants. Um, the other question we've got here is about, um, if, if, unless you've got any questions live, my nose look red it's because I've been out um but anyway I've got another question here that is uh, um about uh can, about um yeah liposuction and tummy tuck patients asking you having a tummy tuck and asking if the upper abdomen sort of underneath the breasts that could be liposucked if that is a word at the time of the tummy tuck and the answer is no I wouldn't liposuck that area the this area here underneath the breast um uh, at the time of the tummy tuck, I, I do sometimes do liposuction, uh, quite often do liposuction at the time of the tummy tuck, and that is used to contour the sides, the flanks, the hips, the sides, because the tummy tuck doesn't really contour those bits. The bit above the, uh, below the breast, and this, uh, first of all, the the fullness, if there is fullness uh, below the breast in the sort of upper part of the abdomen, to a degree, this will be improved with a tummy tuck because all the skin from the below the breast to the belly button gets pulled down. So that skin does get pulled down, but a tummy tuck doesn't really directly address that area, the bit underneath um, the breasts. And sometimes, usually, you'd have to have quite a lot of excess skin in that area, to be honest with you. So it's usually people have had a significant weight loss. You can do a tummy tuck and still have some fullness up there. And... I personally don't do liposuction at the time of the tummy tuck because when you do a tummy tuck, you have to release all of the skin all the way up to the belly button. Um, sorry, you remove all the skin uh, from the belly button down and from the belly button up, you have to release it from the belly button up to the rib cage. You have to undermine it and release it so you can pull it down. And so the only bit that that skin is attached is is in the upper part. It's not attached to the base. It's not attached to the base anymore. And so the blood supply is precarious. So I wouldn't liposuck that area at the same time as pulling it down. because I worry about interrupting the blood supply and I worry about delayed wound healing. So I don't do liposuction to the upper abdomen at the same time as a tummy tuck. If you needed liposuction, then I would do that as a second stage later on once it's all healed, just because I worry about the, the healing uh, of that uh, of that area. Uh, if I did it at the same time as a tummy tuck. So liposuction to the hips and flanks, fine. Liposuction to the upper abdomen, no. It will be some degree of improvement. And if there's not enough improvement, then you can consider doing liposuction later. Or something like a reverse abdominoplasty. I had a patient the other day asking about a reverse abdominoplasty, which is when you do the same as an abdominoplasty, which is taking the skin from the belly button down, but it takes the skin from underneath the breasts and gives a, a large scar. Um, a reverse abdominoplasty pretty much is only really for patients who've had an abdominoplasty and have got this excess skin in the upper abdomen. It's very rare for anyone with excess skin in their abdomen to have more of a problem in the upper part than the lower part. The lower part is pretty much always the problem, and that is what's addressed by a normal tummy tuck, which is taking the skin from the um, belly button down to the pubic area. <clears throat> Went a bit off piece there. So... Um, that is that and I am um everything's gone eerily quiet outside my room which um slightly worrying but anyway uh it's worse when that happens than when it's loud but uh so I am going to go and uh, see if I can break up the fights now over the sweets and um 
have a cup of hot chocolate. So that's my evening. Uh, I hope you are going to have a nice evening too. And I uh, uh, hope you're enjoying your um, Halloween so far. <laughs> and again, sorry I'm, I'm late tonight. And I'm going to check myself out. And I will be back next week uh, here. So if you've got any questions as ever, please uh, let us know. And I'll be happy to go through them or ask them live. Come on, we've had some live interaction tonight with the Happy Halloween. No questions, but, you know, that's OK. Um, any questions live, I will be happy to ask them. But if not, just uh, send us an email or get in touch with the social channels and I will um, do it that way. So uh, thanks for visiting and um, I'm going to sort out my red nose. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.